Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Here's a cry from the heart of, I suspect, lots of people. What about the workers? There's an age-old debate about what's more important, significant in terms of our work, our vocation. Do spiritual vocations, being in so-called full-time ministry, matter more to God than secular work? I must say, as I'll explain in a while, I frequently and acutely felt the sting of this issue as someone I believe clearly directed by God to be in, and for that matter, remain in, secular work for just on four decades now. I've done lots of Christian work, like the enormous privilege of hosting Open House, but mostly I've been one of the workers. And yet, I've frequently been made to feel that I've chosen second best, that I'm even worshipping a mortgage, not choosing the best if I don't choose that full-time ministry. Has this been your experience? I suspect it's a very common feeling. What about the workers? How's this played out for you? Has it played out for you? We'd love to kick off an open house discussion on this tonight. 1-300-40-2020. It's been sparked by a new online ministry that's been set up in Australia for the workers called distinctdisciples.com. It's aimed at equipping, resourcing and inspiring people with Christian faith in their daily work life to be salt and light where it's often really needed alongside lots of people who in a pink fit would never darken the door of a church let alone talk to a minister of religion. Andrew Laird is a co-founder of distinctdisciples.com. He's a journo, works in radio three days a week, no wonder I like him, and also three days in ministry. Perfect mix I reckon. Andrew welcome to Open House. Nice to be here Lee. Thanks Great for to having see me. you. Thank you for coming in. So has this been an experience of yours being made to sometimes feel that you've chosen second best by being a worker? Yeah I mean exactly what you described there was it's very much been my experience too. Yeah. Um, I remember starting out as a, as a young worker starting out in journalism and even at that stage though I had a bit of a hunch that maybe might want to go to Bible college and work as a pastor. But I felt like if I didn't choose that, it'd almost be like I was settling for second best. I remember, I remember sort of thinking, well, okay, I, I get that, but, but isn't there something more to work? I, I didn't really know what it was. I, I knew, okay, it's a place where I can potentially evangelize people or it's a place where I can earn money to pay for ministers. Yeah. But beyond that, I, I didn't know if there was any more to it, but I had a hunch I had a hunch there was something more, I just didn't know what. Because it's often not highly regarded by ministers, the people who teach us within the Christian community. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, I'm a minister myself for yeah. a few days of the week, and I know how hard it can be to, to remember to get myself in, into that world, so to speak. But, uh, I mean, I just heard a, a minister a couple of weeks ago recently who was uh, sharing, a, sharing a story which really resonated with me, and I think probably resonates with a lot of people. After a, a sermon one day, he was greeting people at church at the door as they were heading out, and um, one of them came up to him and said, I'm in management, in business, and this week I had to lay off five staff. I have never heard a sermon that's helped prepare me and equip me to know how to do that as a Christian. Wow. And I suspect that's the experience of, of a lot of people. We go through church and we, we see how it relates to Sunday, but putting it together and how it relates to Monday and whether it relates to Monday at all is a, is a different story. So why do you think there is this kind of secular spiritual divide when it comes to work? Yeah, good question. I'll begin by saying uh, in many ways it's nothing new. It's been, it's been yes, going on yes. for, 
for generations and for, for centuries. You go back to the Reformation in the, in the 1400s, and it was, a, it was a huge issue then. It was something that people like Calvin and Luther really railed against. So, so I want to say, in some ways, it's nothing new, but, but why is there that divide? There's probably a, a range of reasons, and one of them is perhaps just simply because there's, a, there's, there's confusion. It's easy to see how getting together on a Sunday, singing praise and worship to God, matters to him. It's easy to see how that matters. It's not as easy to see how changing a nappy on Monday morning or, or filling out someone's tax return or working on a construction site matters to God. There's perhaps just some confusion there. It's got to work a little bit harder to think, okay, how does this matter to God? Yeah. I know you've been strongly influenced by the great Tim Keller, who is a full-time minister, but with a wonderfully balanced view of this whole secular spiritual divide. He actually affirms the importance of our work, even secular work. Yeah, and rightly so. Yeah. And in many ways, he's just simply being biblical. <laughs> yeah, that's the interesting part. The, the irony, perhaps, that in many ways, he's just reflecting exactly what the Bible teaches. You don't have to go far in the Bible to, to see it has something to say about work mattering. You don't have to go to page one. You know, Genesis chapter one, one of the first things you see about God is that he's, he's a worker. He's building, he's designing, he's creating, and he creates humans in his image, to, to work almost in some ways as co-workers with him. I like to think of it as God provides the, the raw materials and then he, he says, okay, go and get busy with the things that I have given to you to use and see what you can come up with. And all of that happens before the fall. Yes. And so it, yeah. it matters to God. And so, so Keller, for example, is, he's really just at that point being biblical. So that's the work thing, but there is also the reality, as I said, that those in the secular workforce who I'll be alongside and I'm engaging with day to day about work things, over and over again I've seen this, and this has been my experience, you'll never see them in church. Absolutely. You're spot on. Uh, There's some people who will never darken a a church, so to speak. And yet Jesus says, Sermon on the Mount, for example, he says, let your light shine before men. Very difficult to do that if you're not before men or or women, so to speak. And and there will be some. I mean, our church, for example, we do have some people who just come in off the street and they see our Christian community and our light is able to shine before them. But they're in the minority. The majority will never come in. And so Christians need to be out in the workplace letting their light shine, so to speak. No brainer. It's one of my favorite verses, actually, for this very reason. Keller actually says that our work, and here's his quote, our work provides a crucible where we more fully recognize our own limitations at the same time that we experience God's majesty and grace. It's a pretty high view of work, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I I love that quote. It's a great quote. We talk in churches about the importance of discipleship, and rightly so, but a lot of our discipleship actually takes place in the workplace. So many of my faults and my flaws and my sins have been highlighted to me by being in the workplace. Oh, really? Exactly. I don't know that feeling, not much. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But they're highlighted to me there, and I realize and recognize the areas of my life where I'm, I'm failing God and where there's room for discipleship and for growth. And, of course, 
I'm reminded of the need for grace, as he as he mentions there in that quote. It's as I'm in the workplace and my faults are <laughs> highlighted often on a daily basis that I'm reminded of the need for grace. And so work serves a wonderful purpose in that way too. So Keller's launched his own Centre for Faith and Work. It's to be, among other things, to mobilise people and equip them to become agents of change for good in their work. That's right. And that word good, I think, yeah. is really key to it all. If you want to know one reason for why our work matters to God, it's a key arena in which we can do good to others. You look at the, the two greatest commandments that Jesus gives, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself, do good to others, bless others, serve others. Our workplaces are wonderful arenas for doing that in two different ways. I mean, firstly, on one hand, we can do good just to our very colleagues that we're working with, we're alongside, we can be salt and light to them as we love them and as we seek to, to serve them. But our work in and of itself can often do good to the wider community. And so one question I often put to workers is, what, what job do you do? Think about how it does good to others. You're, you're a school teacher, perhaps. Well, it, well, it does good to, to students by educating them. Uh, you're a nanny. It does good by caring for kids. Uh, you're an accountant. Well, my accountant in particular, I'm hoping, will be able to do good for me this week as I take all my, my paperwork to Order me. out of mess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But he's able to do good to, to me and to, to all of his clients at that point. And we carry out this good not being a pest or a Bible basher no. at work. No, it's one of the ways that we, we live out what it means to be a Christian in front of other people. And so we, we find out the ways that our work can, can do good to others. And then I often say to people, okay, when you found out how your work does good to others, seek to maximize that. Seek yeah. to maximize the good your work does to others. And in that point, that's why your work matters to God. You're honoring him. You're worshiping him at that point in the workplace. So tell us about distinctdisciples.com. What are you aiming to do with it? Where did this come from and why? Distinctdisciples.com was founded by myself and a, and a mate of mine called Steve. Steve and I met through, through Bible college and realized we had some very similar questions about work, about why it mattered and did it matter. And we, we sort of began wrestling with it together, you know, initially began writing a, a few Bible studies and things like that to help Christians think about their work. But it, it really grew from there, recognizing, hey, there is, there's a great need for Christians to understand why their work matters to God, but not just why it matters, how to go about doing it in the nitty gritty of daily work life. What's it going to look like to honor and serve and worship God in the workplace? So the way you're equipping and inspiring people on distinctdisciples.com, it's very new media. It's going to be quite a resource bank with what? Uh, resource bank is a, is a great word to describe part of what we're doing. We're looking to provide resources which, uh, as the subtitle says, equip, resource and inspire Christians in the workplace. And so there'll be, there'll be daily blog posts, Bible studies. Down the track, we're hoping to have uh, video and uh, podcasts and all these sort of things that you can listen to on a, on a short commute to work. And one of the ideas that Steve has had, which I think is really helpful, recognizing the, the time pressure of workers, we've written some very short, what we call Bible Bites, yeah. the kind of thing you can do in five to ten minutes on a commute to work or even in a lunch break, either on your own or with a colleague, just to get you thinking about your work as a Christian. So Resource Bank is, a one, is certainly one part of it, and also gathering resources from, from other places around the world. There's some great material that other 
around the world and we want to try and do the hard work for you, so to speak, and, and, and gather that together and maybe even tweak it where necessary so it's specific to an Australian context. The other side of it, though, is, is in some ways providing a forum. Two-way. Yeah, a forum where people can come and share their struggles with work, the questions that they have about work, and hopefully hopefully get some answers. Not for a minute, to Stephen. I think we've got our heads wrapped around uh, all of the experiences that people have in the workplace. We're both involved in it, but our experience is in some ways narrow to dentist in Steve's case and journalism in my case. But we're wanting to provide a forum, get a space where people can get together and share their struggles and hopefully hear from one another and get some answers. When you say you're equipping and inspiring people to be salt and light in Mm. the workplace, it's a term taken from the Bible. But to the spectator for the Christian faith and to those at work who might be working alongside characters like you, what's that mean Mm. and what's it going to look like practically? The key word there is, is in the title of the website, distinct. What we're encouraging Christians to do is to be distinct, to show the difference that being a Christian, having being a follower of Jesus makes in your life for the good. Yeah. For the good. We're encouraging people to, to think about that. Think about in this moment, in this situation, in, in this daily experience, what's it going to mean for me as a Christian to be distinct? to show that being a Christian, following Jesus, makes a difference for the good. What's that going to look like? Well, there's countless answers to that, and really that's some of the things we're going to explore. But, I mean, just coming up in the the first fortnight of the, the website, we're going to be looking at issues like humility in the workplace. How does that work itself out? Retrenchment, that example I gave earlier, we're going to put our minds to that and think, okay, if you're a Christian employer... Uh, in management and you're faced with retrenching staff. How do you do that in a distinct way where your faith has impacted the way that you you handle that situation and treat those people who are being affected with with love and care and compassion? Gossip, conversation, the language, speech, dealing with that too. Justice. We can treat people fairly both in the workplace and by the way that we do our work. Oh, there's, a whole, there's a whole range of issues we want to we explore and think about and, and get people's ideas on as well. I'm sure it'll be absorbing and challenging and uh, a great help for the good of the world. Andrew Laird, thank you so much. It's distinctdisciples.com and we'll put the link up on our Open House Community Facebook page. Thanks so much. Wish you well with it. Thanks, Lee. We hope you enjoy this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.